Unburied and unsolved, these are the black women presumed missing or murdered. It's time to turn up the heat and expose cases that have been forgotten and ignored. Take part in a thrilling journey of discovery as we hunt down unanswered questions to honor each woman's legacy. The mission, justice. This is No Tears for Black Girls, a true crime podcast with a purpose. Created by award-winning author John Reed Berg. Brought alive with stirring narration from Samantha Paul. Tonight, we're talking to a Coweta County family about a mystery they are desperate to solve. This week marks two years since Tiffany Foster disappeared. And although various clues have popped up that could signal possible foul play as of tonight, no one is facing charges in her disappearance. And Teresa Bowles spoke to the family today. She's joining us in studio with more. Yes, guys, Tiffany's mother told me today she's devastated. Tiffany has become yet another woman of color, joining the many vanishing at staggering rates in our state. Two weeks had passed since Tiffany Foster disappeared, and the small town of Noonan, Georgia, still felt the shock. Everywhere you looked, there were signs of the tragedy that had befallen the community. Memorials that had sprung up on highway exits, somber conversations between shopkeepers. It had all started with a late-night phone call. At the other end was Reginald Robertson, her fiancé, calling from the local jail. He was frantic, begging Tiffany to come down and bail him out. She had told him not to call her like that, that he had to find his own way out of this mess. But he would not relent. Something in his voice had convinced her he was in danger. So she had gone to jail. When she arrived, they had arrested him for a domestic violence incident that had occurred in November. During the altercation, Tiffany had been a victim. The police had charged Robertson with felony murder, malice murder, concealing death of another, rape, kidnapping, false imprisonment, forgery, financial card theft, and financial card fraud. The news had sent shockwaves through the small town. Robertson was a local mechanic. He had been engaged to Tiffany and was a father to her three children. No one could believe that he could have committed such crimes, but Tiffany had stood by him, saying that he was innocent until proven guilty. Two weeks passed and there was no sign of Tiffany, she had vanished while running errands in town. They found her car abandoned in a parking lot, the driver's side door still open. It seemed that she had simply disappeared into thin air. The police had searched high and low, but there had been no sign of her. Her family had put up posters and offered a reward for any information that could lead to her safe return, but nothing had come of it. The entire town was in a state of shock. People whispered her name in hushed tones on the street and they offered prayers at churches throughout the county. Everyone was desperate for news. And then, two weeks after her disappearance, the news came. The police had charged Reginald Robertson with murder. He was in custody, and they had enough evidence to confirm that Tiffany had perished. But without a body, the family could not have closure. They were desperate for answers. What had happened to Tiffany? Where had she gone? What had happened to her? The community was grief-stricken and scared. Everyone knew that if they found Robertson guilty, it would be the highest penalty. There was a darkness that had settled over the town. It seemed as if they had stolen the light from them, taken by force that no one could explain. Everywhere you looked, there were reminders of the tragedy that had befallen Noonan. Everywhere you looked, there was a frightening darkness. Two years of three children going without their mom. Tiffany Foster's mother, Katrina Hill, says nothing will fill the empty space in her heart since Tiffany went missing.
I don't get any sleep wondering where she is, what happened. It's just devastating. On the night of March 1st, the 35-year-old left her apartment to go to the store. She never made it home, missed class the next day, and missed a flight a few days later. Weeks after she disappeared, her car was found 30 miles away. Her fiancé at the time, Reginald Robertson, was later arrested for kidnapping and assault and remains in jail on those charges. But Coweta County Sheriff's Office told us before that that involves something that happened before Tiffany disappeared. Myra McClinton says she got involved in the case because it touched her heart. She's been spearheading the search party. We need the support. We need to keep the energy when one of ours goes missing. I asked several times this afternoon for an update from the Coweta County Sheriff's Office. No response. Meanwhile, Tiffany's family hopes to be reunited with her one day. I just want to know where my baby is. Is she okay? I just need answers. And closure. It was time for Robertson to face his trial. The county courthouse quickly filled up with concerned citizens, all eager to hear the verdict on what had happened to Tiffany and if justice would be served. The selection committee chose the jurors very, considering their personal connections and understanding of the case. This allowed them to consider both sides and come up with an impartial judgment. The jurors scrutinized the evidence with utmost concentration to ascertain if Robertson was guilty of her murder. When witnesses stepped forward and gave their testimonies regarding the incident in November, everyone present held their breath. There seemed something so final about hearing first-hand accounts from those who knew Tiffany Foster best. Family members, friends, even Robertson's former employers attested to seeing bruises on her arms after he assaulted her. As more details emerged surrounding that fateful night when she vanished without a trace, things started looking worse and worse for him, although his lawyer defended him by arguing lack of physical evidence found against Robinson since a body never resurfaced. The courtroom was thick with tension and expectation as the jury awaited their verdict. All eyes were on the judge as he revealed the damning words that would echo throughout Noonan for many years to come guilty of first-degree murder. Reginald Robertson, despite his denial of it, had been convicted and sentenced to life imprisonment without parole or clemency. As this grim outcome settled upon the town like a fog, its citizens grieved, but at least they found peace in knowing justice had been served. Baby, if, you, if you're out there, you know, we're still looking for you to come home, you know. You know we miss you. We miss you very much. On appeal, however... A lawyer defending Robertson argued that police had not followed due process during their investigation and several crucial paperwork were missing, which could have proven his innocence. My sister was such a sweet person, man. She was a very loved person. Like, like why would somebody want to hurt her? Listen closely to this week's episode and beyond. Repost, like, Follow, share, and spread the word about No Tears for Black Girls on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.